If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with Anna Long-Stokes is a business and marketing podcast where we'll uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Anna Long Stokes, and in today's episode, we are going to dive a little deeper into what it means to be an empathic entrepreneur or creative and how this might be playing out in your life. And is it making your life more challenging? This is kind of a hot topic, and it's one that's close to my heart. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. If you didn't listen to the previous couple episodes, episodes one and two, I recommend that you go back and do that first, just to get a little bit more of an understanding of energy and empathic entrepreneurship. And also there's a quiz on my website to help you determine if you're an empath. And also not only if you're an empath, but how aligned you are with your empathic abilities. How much are you aware of your empathic abilities? So hop on over there when you're done listening and check it out. The link is listed in my show notes. Okay, so I have seen a trend in the last few years in people self-identifying as empaths or psychics or intuitives. And this is a beautiful thing. As a healer and empath and psychic myself, I spent years in hiding, not wanting to be judged or burned at the stake for my weird ways, which are actually my superpowers. And if you're someone who identifies similarly as an empath or a psychic or an intuitive, you probably have very much an understanding of what I've been through. But times seem to be shifting, and more people are coming out of the psychic closet, as it were. As I said, I think this is just so beautiful, but it can get a little bit confusing to decipher what is what. So, for instance, when I started doing business strategy and coaching over eight years ago, I quickly coined myself as an intuitive business strategist. I'm sure as many of you know, when you start a business, a lot of people say, find your niche, find your niche. And I had experience in healing and I was always naturally really empathic. And I figured out really quickly when I was doing beta testing with business strategy clients that I wasn't just strategy. I was a lot of heart, a lot of empathy and some vision as well. So when I worked with clients, I would feel things and ideas would pop into my head. So I was able to sort of quickly sense what was working for them, what wasn't, and then help them generate new ideas for pivots or offerings that were a lot more aligned with their skills and their dreams. So essentially, I was using my feeling space, i.e. my empathic abilities, to help others feel more satisfied and aligned in their businesses. 
But one thing I noticed was that kind of super type A women who wanted me to essentially give them their answers and just hold them accountable, tell them what to do, they weren't as attracted to my style. And I mean, that's okay. We all have to figure out sooner or later who our people were. But I was getting a lot of women who were on the empathic side. And I talk about this a little bit in our first podcast is I didn't always know to use this term. I didn't really understand. All I knew was that I happened to get a lot of clients who struggled more than most to get through the energy. And again, I didn't have those words to say, get through the energy. But this podcast episode is titled Life More Challenging for Empathic Creatives and Entrepreneurs, and it sort of is. So it is and it isn't. If you listen to episode two, we talk about a lot of the beautiful things that being empathic and psychic or intuitive can bring into your life, into your business. But at the same time, what I noticed in my years of doing this intuitive business strategy was that the empathics were getting caught in things that the less empathically inclined or less aligned business owners were getting caught in. So I would see a lot of business coaches out there making broad statements about how clients just needed to do the work. They just needed to do the thing. Here's your plan. Do it. If you do what I say, you will succeed. If you do what worked for me, you will succeed. That was a reality for some women. I don't know the percentage, but the type of women who were attracted to working with those very like point A to point B strategy coaches, it worked for them. But for the more empathically inclined entrepreneurs, it wasn't working. Not only wasn't it working, but it left these more empathically inclined or energetically sensitive entrepreneurs wondering what was wrong with them. Why couldn't they just put themselves out there on Instagram every day like they were told to do? Why couldn't they just put a blog out consistently every week like they were told to do? And on some level, these empathic entrepreneurs knew that these things would help move the needle forward. But why couldn't they do it? Why couldn't they do the work? So this podcast is dedicated to those who might be listening and going, I get it. That's been me. I'm not saying that empathic entrepreneurs don't make progress on their business. I'm saying they hit a lot of roadblocks that less energetically sensitive people just don't hit. They are not the same roadblocks. It doesn't mean other people don't hit roadblocks, but they do not hit the same ones in the same way. And so this space and this podcast, this is dedicated to you. So over the last five years, I've learned that there's all types of energy sensitivities out there. I'm going to use that term in this podcast because at the end of the day, energy sensitives kind of encompasses all people who in some way experience life or business or creation through their energetic senses. Some people have easy access to all of these senses, but most people have one or two that come more naturally to them. So for instance, I spent most of my life knowing energy, and I'm saying that in quotes, knowing energy. This is known as claircognizance. And my second clair, as we call it, would be feeling. So clairsentience. So I was empathic. I could feel energy, and then I was claircognizant. I could know energy. 
And then I began seeking more training in the clairvoyant path, which is to see energy. And I wanted to grow in that capacity. I wanted to learn to read, to become a clairvoyant. And it was really challenging for me at first. I'll be honest about that. It it did not come naturally. And like I talk about in my last podcast, there's people who get readings with me and they go, oh, I couldn't do that. I don't see. Well, I didn't see either when I first started. There were all these like super talented women and men alongside me in these clairvoyant programs who were clearly, like clearly had heightened clairvoyance, had had it their whole life. So they were just like seeing the images, they knew what was going on. And meanwhile, I felt like the images were blurry, they didn't make sense, or completely worse was I just totally like making it up in my head. And during that, especially that first year of kind of intensive clairvoyant training, I always wanted to fall back on my feeling sense to relay information. So I'd start out in my seeing place and then ultimately I'd go into my body, somewhere in my body, and I'd be like, ooh, I feel this, I feel that. And then I would give a reading from my feeling space. And those are two different things. And I'm not going to get too far into that right now. But over the years, I learned to get more comfortable in my clairvoyant space. And I really love the neutrality of seeing energy, which we'll talk about more later. But I did find that the plus side to this heightened empathy, having that ability to feel other people's emotions, was that I was sensitive enough to be able to relay messages to clients in a kind and compassionate way, which sometimes I noticed that some of the other clairvoyants whose primary clair was to be able to see, maybe they weren't quite in touch with how their words would hit someone. But I was always very aware of that as someone who was so sensitive myself in my feeling space. So there's always trade-offs with these things. And I believe that the best way to approach your natural abilities and those of others is just from a place of non-judgment. You know, I think that we are all here with these beautiful abilities, whether you feel like you've totally tapped into them or not. But a big part of our journey is to learn to appreciate these abilities and really to not compare ourselves to others or put ourselves in an energy of judgment. So there's really four main energy sensitivities that are often referred to as the clairs. And I'm just going to go over those real quick for those who might be interested or for those who maybe haven't heard of this. For others, you might be like, oh yeah, I know what these are. But the first one is clairsentience, clear feeling is what that means, which is empathic. And that's really one of my primary senses. Clairvoyance means clear seeing. Clairaudience means clear hearing. So there are people who, rather than giving readings or feeling energy, they hear or they know through hearing. The fourth one is claircognizance, which is clear knowing. That's sort of like when those ideas pop into your head or when you just know the answer for yourself, you have clear communication with spirit. That's really clear knowing. And then there's a couple less commonly talked about clairs, which is clairaliance, which is clear smelling. I believe that if you start looking at the people who are working these perfumeries or doing a lot maybe with natural scents, I would wager a lot on the fact that they are clear aliens, that they are able to clearly smell and sort of know through smelling. And then I'm not sure if I'm saying this one right, clear gustance, which is clear tasting. And I bet that there's a lot of chefs out there that are essentially reading energy through taste. 
knowing what to put together to kind of create that perfect experience for whoever they're feeding. So I always think it's kind of fun to take a step back and look at these clairs and kind of ask yourself, oh, how does this show up in my life? Or how does this show up in the life of someone I know? Like, how are they essentially knowing energy through their senses or reading energy through their senses? So like we talked about, you know, there are a lot of just beautiful, but maybe slightly unconscious empaths walking around this planet with these sensitivities that they have yet to understand and embrace. Because up until recently, this is not something that has been super safe to talk about. If you're someone who identifies as an intuitive or empath or psychic, you might understand that really there was a shift in energy in the last couple of years where it became safe to come out of the closet about your abilities. So I think that more and more people are going to be really coming out and owning these parts of themselves that have been hidden or that no one is talking about. I'm that weirdo at a party who's like two glasses in talking with mathematicians or scientists or, you know, CEOs about energy. And I think at first they're like, who's this crazy person? But then they book readings with me (laughs) and they're like, but like, I want to know more. Like, what is this? So I think that we are in a time and an era where this is going to become something that we're all going to be coming much more aware of. But the thing is, kind of bringing it back to the point of, is life more challenging for empathic creatives and entrepreneurs? The reality is that without a basic understanding of how to tune into sensitivities, which are your superpowers, they can often end up feeling more challenging or feeling like hindrances. So a lot of people can struggle to start businesses or complete creative projects or to put themselves out into the world if they're on the more energetically sensitive side. And if they don't understand that it's some of these sensitivities that are holding them back, they're made to feel like something is wrong with them. And they go through life feeling disempowered or in extreme cases, maybe even disabled. So if you feel that you've fallen into these states in the past, take a moment to acknowledge it without wallowing. Yes, your gifts have brought about challenges, but the flip side is that these sensitivities are your superpowers. And when you learn how to work with them, you get to live a life in full color, while a lot of people are in grayscale. But until that understanding takes place, which might be a little more challenging for some than others, you may feel like doing life is harder for you than most. And that's okay. Sometimes the biggest, best things in life don't always come easy. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to be going deeper into alignment. It happens to be one of the most important things for empathic entrepreneurs and creatives. So I'm really excited to have you tune into that. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're an energetically sensitive creative or entrepreneur looking to find more ease and profits in your creative and business endeavors, then check out our Empathicpreneur Academy. 
a community and program designed to help you get out of the start-stop-start process so that you can move through the fear, drop the resistance and show up and do the work you came here to do. Learn more at www.empathicpreneur.com or click the link in the show notes.